section twenty seven of sikh religion volume five by max arthur mcauliffe this librivox recording is in the public domain life of guru gobind singh chapter twenty seven the guru thence proceeded to saran and thence to nutheha the inhabitants of the latter village prayed him to leave them he then went to talian Saman, a village about twenty miles south-west of Muktsar, where he was welcomed some sikhs from hariki came to him with an offering of a lungi and a kahes the guru put the kahes on his shoulders and tied the lungi round his loins man singh remonstrated and reminded him of his own prohibition of the wearing of a lungi in this fashion and said he was liable to a fine the guru replied i am dressed according to the custom of the country jeha des teha behes ter lungi madhe kahes every country hath its own dress a lungi for the loins and a kahes shawl for the shoulders the guru feeling his insecurity asked that a guard should be provided for him the warlike sikhs put some dogars on guard the guru intended to reward the hariki sikhs had they kept guard themselves as it was he blessed the dogars and foretold that they should have possession of all the adjacent river banks the prophecy has been fulfilled and there their descendants have since remained next day the guru continued his journey and rested under a bur tree where he passed the night the following day he proceeded to wajidpur some six or seven miles to the east of firazpur the inhabitants told him that the emperor's drums were often heard there and they suggested to him to depart the guru said that instead of the drums of the emperor the praises of the sikhs should subsequently resound in the locality the place afterwards fell into the possession of the kanhaya misal while in this neighbourhood the guru heard the cry of a partridge and pursued it the partridge gave chase and tired out men and horses at last the guru caught it plucked it and threw it before his hawk which after some hesitation began to devour it the guru when asked the cause of this strange proceeding told the following anecdote in a previous birth the partridge had been an agriculturist and the hawk a money-lender the agriculturist had borrowed from the money-lender squandered the money and then went to live in another village the money-lender followed him and insisted on payment the agriculturist begged for time and promised to discharge the debt the money-lender demanded a surety the agriculturist said he had no surety but the guru the money-lender was then satisfied and went home the agriculturist however ultimately failed to pay the money both died soon after upon which the agriculturist became this partridge and the money-lender my hawk the hawk at first refused to touch the partridge as the latter had given me as surety i have now fulfilled my suretyship by bestowing the partridge on the hawk if any one give me again as surety and discharge not his debt i will treat him as the hawk hath done the partridge the guru left wajid 
Pur and returned to Muktsar. Thence he proceeded to Rapana and thence to Bahundar, Garusar, and Tehri. After that he proceeded to Kaljaharani. Thence he marched to Chahatiana and on his way passed through several minor villages in chahatiana some of his soldiers clamoured for their pay and said they would not allow him to proceed further until he had paid them their arrears he offered them their choice of remaining his sikhs or of taking their pay and returning to their homes they elected to take their pay and dismissal at this juncture a sikh opportunely arrived with a large pecuniary offering for the guru he summoned his soldiers and gave them their pay at the rate of eight annas per day for cavalry and four annas per day for infantry to don singh their officer the guru offered his pay but he refused to take it and elected to share the guru's fortunes the guru complimented him on laying the foundation stone of the sikh religion in malwa as mahan singh had done in the manjaha his troops were meditating how they could extort more money from the guru they told him he had offered them the alternative of taking their pay or becoming sikhs as they had accepted the former they were now excluded from sikhism they asked for double pay partly to compensate them for their religious disability and partly to support their people at home the guru complied with their demand and that he might not be pestered with further extortionate demands buried the remainder of the money which his pious follower had brought him a mohammedan fakir called brahmi ibrahim who lived on a neighbouring mound came to the guru with offerings and asked to be baptized the guru expressed his satisfaction at the proposal thou art the first moslem to be baptized according to my rights if any moslem whether of high or low position and good faith desire to join the khalsa it is proper that he should be baptized and received into our community the mohammedan was accordingly baptized and received the name ajmer singh the guru thence went to the village of sahib chand and thence to kat bahai on his way he baptized several people from there he proceeded to rohila and then to bambuha where he remained nine days thence he returned to bajak when the guru was in the neighbourhood of maluka and kotha one of the sect called dewanas madmen who attempted forcible access to him was cut down by his sentry while the guru was in bajak guda and dewanas spiritual guide sought to avenge the death of his follower and accordingly sent fifty men of his sect to assassinate the guru on learning however that the guru had a strong bodyguard forty-eight of them turned back and only two suku and budha proceeded to the guru they carried no weapons but whiled away their time on the journey with the music of a sarangi on reaching the guru instead of trying to kill him they began to play and sing for him they sang among others the following verses the soul resideth in a frail body parents are not for ever nor doth youth abide we must all march onwards why should man be proud the guru was much pleased with them and they were equally pleased with him to show their satisfaction and the pleasure they felt in his company they took up his bed on their shoulders and carried it for more than a mile 
the guru gave them a square rupee and told them to preserve it in memory of him and promised that they should obtain whatever their hearts desired the guru then proceeded to jassi baghwala and thence towards talwandi sabo now called damdama in the patiala state halting on the way at a place called paka in talwandi sabo resided his friend dalla who asked him why he had not previously applied to him for assistance against the treacherous mohammedans he said he could have saved the guru much suffering here the guru met some sikhs who had come from lahore with a musket as an offering he asked dalla for two men to serve as targets to make trial of the weapon all who heard him thought he was insane and made no reply the guru then saw two rangahreta sikhs and invited them to submit to the trial when the guru called them they were tying on their turbans but so eager were they to please him that they went before him with their turbans only half bound and vied with each other as to who should first be the subject of his experiment the guru said he only wanted one of them and further explained that he merely desired to prove the cowardice and disloyalty of dallas soldiers and show that had they been with him in anandpur they would have deserted him in the hour of danger the guru's wives mata sundari and sahib kaur here joined him in his wanderings they wept copiously on hearing the fate of the young children the guru endeavoured to console them and said ajit singh zorawar singh jujhar singh and fatah singh have been sacrificed for their religion and obtained eternal life so why should the mothers of such heroes lament lo the whole world is transitory there is first childhood then youth which diminisheth day by day and at last old age when the body perisheth in the presence of god what is old age what childhood and what youth they are all the same equally of short duration the more we love our bodies the more suffering we endure love for the body is meaningless only those who apply it to good works profit by their lives your sons have gone with honour to where bliss ever abideth having performed the work of the immortal god they have now returned to him therefore accept god's will as the best and most advantageous portion instead of your sons i present you with my sikhs as a brave and worthy offspring dayal das a grandson of bahai bahagtu came from bahukcho to visit the guru the guru wished to baptize him but he refused saying he was a sikh of the ancient fashion and wished to remain so ram singh a great-grandson of bahai bahagtu came from chak bahai to invite the guru to go and stay with him the guru promised that he would go some day and requested him to hold his house in readiness to receive him the women bahago who remained with the guru after the battle of muktsar in a fit of devotional abstraction tore off her clothes and wandered half naked in the forest the guru restrained her gave her the khat or sikh drawers and allowed her again to wear man's costume she attained a good old age and died in abchalanagar nander revered by the sikhs as a saint while the guru was in talwandi wazir khan sent a peremptory note to dalla to surrender him or he would dispatch an army and put them both to death dalla replied that the guru was his life and he could not part with him if wazir khan sent an army the guru and dalla would go into the recesses of the forest where even if an army penetrated it would perish for want of water in fine dalla manfully and courageously stated that he intended the guru should reside with him for ever 
one day the guru probably not wishing to compromise his friend dalla said he would like to see the old fort of bahatinda which had been founded by binaipal he first however in pursuance of his promise went to visit ram singh at chak bahai ram singh informed dayal das of the guru's visit and suggested to him to prepare dinner for him in bahukcho he did so but the guru refused his hospitality and proceeded to bahagtu on his way to bahatinda the guru took up his residence on the top of the fort where now is a small temple dedicated to him at night some balaches sang of sasi and punu sasi had been brought up by a washerman punu was a balak merchant who came to the punjab with merchandise for sale he met sasi fell in love with her and remained with her until his brother came and took him forcibly away by night sasi at daybreak hearing of his abduction followed him and on arriving at a sandy desert was so overcome by the heat that she expired the poet represented that she had entered the earth in quest of punu next day the guru took occasion to expatiate on love he said men may perform devotion and penance for hundreds of thousands of years but it would be all in vain without the love of god the bharars told the guru a legend regarding the founding of bahatinda one day as binaipal was hunting he saw a wolf and a goat struggling the goat was trying to save her young from the wolf on the very spot where the struggle between the two animals took place binaipal caused the fort to be erected bairars told the guru that there was a subterranean passage between bahatinda and bahatna in bakaner the chroniclers do not state who was in possession of the fort when visited by the guru the guru thence proceeded to sama and thence returned to talwandi sabo there his friend dalla again met him dayal das had been following the guru for some time to present him with the sacred food he had prepared for him and thus secure the guru's pardon on arriving at damdama ram singh who was in the guru's service interceded for dayal das and the guru was pleased to restore him to his friendship wazir khan sent another letter to dalla to arrest the guru or he would plunder his country and put him to death without mercy dalla replied o viceroy i fear thee not however much thou threatenest me with thine army having destroyed it the guru and i will retire into the forest where thou shalt have no power over us and whence thou shalt have to return when thy troops have perished of hunger and thirst i will by no means have the guru arrested to please thee nay i will defend him with my life zabardast khan the viceroy of lahore plundered a party of sikhs who were going to make offerings to the guru wazir khan the viceroy of sarhind plundered another party going on the same errand the guru then repeated his exhortation to his sikhs to wear arms and diligently practise their use in the early days of sikhism it was different at that time the guru's teaching was to remember the true name and not annoy anybody farid said if any one strike thee with his fist strike him not back with such teaching the guru said the sikhs have become faint-hearted and ever suffered defeat now that the times had altered and the sikhs were obliged to defend themselves he had established the khalsa and whoever desired to abide in it should not fear the clash of arms but be ever ready for the combat and the defence of his faith at the same time the name was still to remain the chief object of the sikhs adoration End of chapter twenty seven